When I was at Franciscan University, Father Michael Scanlon was already semi-retired, but I think he may have still held the title of Chancellor of the University. This was the man that took Steubenville College from a failing college that was almost bankrupt to a thriving university that produces some of the most well-rounded individuals <laughs> in America. He was a simple, joyful Franciscan friar. He embodied what it meant to live life in the Holy Spirit. Now, while I do not think I actually had any personal interactions with the man, or at least none that I can recall, I do know that he was always visible on campus and was in the mass rotation for the students, so I got to be around him during my time at Franciscan. The one thing I knew of him to be sure is that whenever he would give a blessing, he would, whether it was to a whole group of people or a single individual, he would always use the same formula from today's first reading. To this day, I don't know why he did, but I guess when the Lord told the Israelites that they were to be blessed in this way by their priests, Father Mike took that to be good enough for himself. And so that is the form that he used. In a small homage to Father Mike and my roots at Franciscan University, every time someone asks me for a blessing of anything, I always try and use the same formula, at least in the beginning. Most of the time, I forget the exact wording half the way through, and I always end up adding my own ending. But every time I bless anyone or anything, I think of Father Michael Scanlon. In the same way, the Lord, the God of Israel, is showing to the people of Israel that whenever the people are blessed by their priests, it should be done in the name of the Lord, so that the people are reminded who it is that is their protector and their refuge. Is there a better lesson that we could learn as Catholics? The Lord is our protector and refuge. He is our support in everything that we do. And more so than just being an idea of support, he has left us his own body, blood, soul, and divinity for us to consume. Every other thing that we consume, our bodies change into useful material, and we change it. The bread of life, the Eucharist, is the only thing that we consume that changes us. It changes our sorrow for joy. It changes our tears for gladness. It changes our anxiety for his peace. He exchanges our sinful desires for his grace. This is the beauty of the Eucharist. And the first person that was able to experience the beauty of having Christ the Lord dwelling inside of her was his mother and our mother. Through Mary's fiat, she became the first tabernacle. She lived with Jesus dwelling inside of her. Mary said yes to God and received the Holy Spirit, and through the Spirit received Jesus. When we receive the Eucharist, we are emulating Mary. We are saying yes to God, 
and we are asking that through the hands of the priest and the calling down of the Holy Spirit, simple elements of bread and wine become for us Jesus, so that he can dwell inside of us as well. So on this day, the very beginning of a new year, when we are all hopeful for a bright and prosperous year to come, the best thing that we could ever do to try and secure a good year to come is to start off the year by receiving him who is our strong support and refuge, to receive him who is the source and summit of our faith, to receive him who came at the first Christmas as the Incarnation. Now today is a very special Mass for me. You may not know this, but if you paid attention to who stood during the welcoming of our new visitors, you would know that surrounded in this congregation are people that have been very important to me in the last 20 to 30 years of my life. I have my mother, my second mother and father, my youth minister from childhood or high school and his family, my best friend and his family, who basically saved my life at one point. And on top of all of that, on top of the joy that I feel from having all of these wonderful people surrounding us at Mass, I have all of the people that I have begun to know at St. Paul's and the Resurrection, uh, the parish cluster of Portsmouth and Chesapeake. I get to celebrate this feast day with all of you. And yet, there is one more reason why this feast day is so important and special. Because there is one of us among us who is starting this year off in a very special way. The year I started seminary, this little girl was born approximately three and a half months before I started. So I always knew how long I was in seminary by how old she was. When you're a seminarian trying to hold on to any glimmer of hope to get through the doldrums of seminary life, it's fine, I promise. The promise that one day you can provide sacraments for your best friend's children is a source of great hope and joy. As a deacon, I was able to baptize her youngest sister. And now today, as a priest, I get to be the one I get to be the one to give Avila Grace her very first, first communion. Abby, from this day on, you will always and everywhere be able to receive the Eucharist at whatever Mass you attend. The Church prays for you that because of the grace you receive in the Eucharist, that you would always say yes to God, just like Mary did. That you would say yes to God in everything he asks of you. That you might be courageous like St. Joan of Arc. That you would be compassionate like St. Mother Teresa. That you would have a deep and contemplative prayer life like St. Teresa of Avila. But also it prays that through the power of the Eucharist, that you would be unlike any other saint in history, because the Lord has called you to be uniquely you in the way that he made you. And I know this because the church wants this for every single one of us here. 
So in this wonderful solemnity of the Feast of Mary, the Mother of God, we give thanks and praise to God for the yes that Mary said to God in being the first ever to receive Christ. We continue to ask for her intercession as the Mother of God and as our Mother, that we may love her Son more each day. And we pray that because of the grace of the Eucharist in our lives, that we would respond promptly when God asks anything of us.